Welcome back to Exchanging Ideas. Today, we have the honor to welcome Alpesh Patel to London Stock Exchange. Alpesh is a professional trader and international best-selling author of several books, including Trading Online and The Mind of a Trader. He's CEO of a hedge fund and deal maker for the Department for International Trade. Alpesh, we're here today to talk about artificial intelligence. Yes, indeed. There seems to be a lot of talk and confusion around artificial intelligence. Would you say it's the same as machine learning? Well, the thing is, machine learning is a subset of artificial intelligence. Let me just explain for the viewers in brief terms what artificial intelligence is, especially when it comes to the world of investing and trading. Essentially, what we're looking at is we're taking a lot of data that we input into a, a computer. So, for instance, I'll take a lot of data from the London Stock Exchange, I'll look at the share prices of the companies, I'll also look at uh, uh, their earnings, their profitability, all the kind of announcements they make to the regulators as well. We put those in, and then this is where the artificial intelligence part comes in. Those then get weighed. What's important, what isn't, and there's an element of learning which goes on, hence the term machine learning. So if after we weigh those factors, we test hypotheses, a very scientific method, and then we see, well, what are the outcomes and how has this performed when we, if we did this and when we did this in the past? And if it didn't give the kind of performance we wanted, the computer learns that actually you've got the weights wrong, let's reweight it and try again and try again. It's a bit like if I showed you data which was uh, uh, images of a dog. This is a, a common example which is given in the world of AI. And if at the end of it, the computer said that is not a dog, and it was, then it'll learn and it'll say, nope, you've weighed these things incorrectly. And that's all we're doing. The learning part, the artificial intelligence part, comes from the fact that there's a feedback loop. It learns from what's been happening. And that's really what we're doing with investment data as well. And machine learning's part of it, but so is the two most other important areas your viewers will have come across is, is the words neural networks. So it, that just means it's a bit more like the human brain. It's sort of lots of different inputs, lots of different weights, and lots of different mm. outputs. It can handle lots of information at the same time. Uh, so that's one. And the other one is pattern recognition. We're looking at historic patterns, maybe in prices or financial data, and seeing does that then lead to certain performance of those companies concerned. Mm. So we're learning a lot and having access to a lot of analytics and market intelligence using artificial intelligence. Yeah. Then how do you integrate that in your trading strategy? Yeah, absolutely. So actually for me, this, this, this used to be a lot of personal hard work. I was very lucky. When I was about nine years old, I got a computer. I was given a computer by my uncle. And when I was 12, I started, I bought my first ever shares, British Telecom, privatization in the 1980s, London Stock Exchange listed company. Now what we do is we mix those two things. We mix computers with stocks and you get rid of the human element, which means there's a lot less time involved for me personally or any fund manager. But it also means that our costs as an industry have gone down a lot and our performance has improved a lot because we're able to take a lot more data. We're able to look at a bigger universe because we don't need to have individuals just necessarily analyzing everything. And that means we've got more opportunity to choose from what we want to invest in or trade in because we can basically crunch more data. And that means that we should have better quality of decision making at a lower cost, which we can pass on to the client because they're not having to pay for lots and lots of individual analysts. Uh, and that's essentially it. At the trading end, we've put in slightly different data because we're looking at a shorter term. So we're really looking at price movements and we have indicators for us which do this. And at the investing end, we're looking more at financial data or fundamental data, the kind of data we get from the London Stock Exchange, and we crunch that. And this has been going on for 
since about 2005 for the investment side for us. And then we come out with performance and figures and, and um, I'm pleased to say I'd even won a competition in the Financial Times to forecast the markets mm. using these algorithms. So it, it, it's been a, a good long track record at it. Alpesh, you're talking about fund managers and the industry and how they're using artificial intelligence. What about the retail investor? Can the retail investors have easy access to artificial intelligence? See, what I really like about the fact that artificial intelligence has come into the market is not necessarily for the retail investor who, you know, they're busy with their day jobs, with their families. Uh, I don't expect them to use some of the tools which are available online and, and, and create their own uh, uh, AI agents, let's put it that way, or AI robots. But what is exciting for them is the number of companies which are making those tools available and then saying to a client, look, you tell us what your risk profile is, you tell us what your goals are, and we will use artificial intelligence to crunch a lot of big data to, to see what tends to perform better. So hopefully what it should mean is that those fund managers are making things more bespoke to clients. They're able to reduce costs because they're using computing power for the client. And, and even a small percentage cost saving on the cost of a fund for a client over 10, 20, 30 years could be a big difference in return for that client, especially if they're saving up for, say, their pension. So that's a really exciting thing. And also because these companies, these technology companies, and Britain is the world leader in in this area, this area of fintech, uh, 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 based out of the UK, it means we're getting a lot more investment and savings from people. And I'm a big fan of people saving more for their future and investing more because you've then got all these uh, uh, big companies listed on the London Stock Exchange, let's say, who are working 24 hours a day to try and give those retail clients a return on their money. So the best thing about the AI part is the fact that you've got more companies offering this to private investors who hopefully will see the marketing and say, oh, maybe I should invest more, maybe I should save more. Mm. And as I say, the cost should be lower and the performance or the quality should be higher as well for what they're investing in. So we're talking about the lower cost and uh, potentially a higher quality results. Yep. Um, but what are the risks, what are the challenges with using artificial intelligence? Yeah, yeah, you know, you're absolutely right to mention the risks. And there's two types of risks here. One is obviously, and we all know this, stock market can go up as well as down. That's got nothing to do with artificial intelligence. It's got a lot more to do with just how stock markets move. Some people even say that some of the crashes we've seen in America have been exacerbated by robotic trading or auto trading and so on, which isn't necessarily linked to artificial intelligence, but it's all the automation of the markets. So there's the general risk. We must always be aware about, uh, aware about, about the markets. But, there, but in terms of the, pr the, the firms and what they're offering, one of the dangers that can happen with artificial intelligence, and I was, I was lucky enough a few years ago, I was a visiting fellow at, at Oxford University, and I was lecturing on behavioral biases. And these are the subconscious biases that all humans have. Now, it's humans who program computers. And if they program a bias into the algorithms, then the algorithms will tend to churn out results which only go to confirm what is true in a narrow set of circumstances. So for instance, if you were just to, and this is to oversimplify, if you were just to look at data during a bull market, you would think you've got a wonderful uh, algorithm which works in all market conditions. Doesn't it just happened to work in a narrow set of individual conditions? So uh, there's various biases. There's a lack of data quality, a lack of data longevity. We we tend to see patterns where they don't necessarily exist. Is it a pattern, for instance, that the computer is spotting, or was it coincidence? Uh, and that can be a problem. So there are uh, there are we mustn't read too much into it that we're into some brave new world. There's a long way to go yet, but at least. It's happening slowly and it's exciting. 
and we're on, the, we're on the right track and there's been significant improvements and private investors really need to have a fresh look at all the offerings which are out there. It's not like it was even 10 years ago or 20 years ago. The quality's improved and the quality of informing them has improved so they can learn a lot more than they were able to even if they decide that mm, maybe we don't want to go down this track but at least they'll be able to learn a lot more and that's really important that they are aware of what's happening in their economy and what's happening in their lives. Thank you very much, Alpesh. Thank you.